Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Chad and Zay. All right, hour number three on this 420. We hope you're having a good Thursday. It's Chad and Zay. Oh, Zay's really hitting the theme today. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. And today, he's going with 420 stuff. So, the thing here is, this would be, this is the beat that ends up being the song Because I Got High, right? Correct. Okay. Now I just got to remember who that is. Oh, I've heard the name. It's a this is like a one hit wonderish kind of act, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh my God, isn't it like uh, uh, is it something with a ma- the word man in it? Yeah. Um, uh, um, is it Afro man? Afro man. There we go. I I knew I could get there. Well done, Afro man. Okay, tell me about the reception in the hip hop world when because I got high came out. I don't even remember when it came out. Really, it was always that song. Yeah. It's funny song. You don't catchy. remember, like you don't remember before. You just remember it was all all yeah, of a sudden I just it was just there. It was there, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what year or nothing. Oh my god, it is, uh, it is, it is a truly great novelty kind of song. I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of how I would categorize it. Nobody considers this like serious hip hop. No, you think, not right? At all. I mean, yeah, the beat super basic, right? Yeah. And the ra- I mean, the rhyming is really basic. And all I was going to clean my room, <laughs> then I got high. <laughs> I was going to get the broom, then I got high. Oh, it's fantastic. It's like a, it's like a, it's a, it's like a multi-level sort of below, like a Bismarcky kind of a vibe. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. There, there's humor in it. It's designed to be that way, but it's like, yeah, down kind of below that. Afro Man with the beat. Now, and was he the full creator of all that? Do you know? Creator of all what? The create the rap part, and he was the producer. Did he produce it as well? Oh, I don't or? know any of that, no. How do you not know who produced Because I Got High? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's very important stuff. All right. We'll get into our musical discussion here on the album swap. Before we do that, I'll see if I can make Zay smile here. Remember earlier when Jeff Howe was on with us talking about Horns 24-7 and that uh, Blake Brockermeyer had done some work for them? Yes. And was writing. So I just saw this uh, tweet that came out. And it says, Texas uh, football great Brockermeyer sees all-time stuff in true freshman linebacker Anthony Hill. The quote is, Anthony Hill has all the ability to be a great backer at Texas and maybe the next Micah Parsons. Woo! Holy moly. Yo. Okay, Blake. I'll take all of that. I bet you would. He looked really good in the spring game. Just the, the idea of him, hard to tell. Because the free runs don't really, he can't finish it. Yeah. You and know. he blew up Savion Red. And we know Savion Red moving from wide receiver to running back, pass protection, he's really going to have to get used to that. So right. when he blew him up to get that sack. Mm, he's not blowing up like Bijan last year. Yeah. Right, it's different. Yeah, yeah really exactly. different. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, but he's definitely a guy that I think if, if you're a Texas fan, you're excited about a comment like that. We'll see if uh, Anthony Hill can indeed be that 
good. All right, uh, a lot of NBA to get into as well. Tonight's schedule, uh, Philly and Brooklyn is the 630 TNT game. Then two games in the late window, which is cool, kind of like a college vibe tonight. Sacramento, Golden State, 9 o'clock TNT. Then Phoenix and the Clippers will tip at 930. So the next edition of Durant against Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to take as much of this series as we can get. That'll be tonight. We'll get into some of that uh, discussion coming up in Why Today Matters. And yes, it's 420. People have been giving us their uh, first or best pot experiences. We've had a lot of good stories rolling in. If you want to throw in Specs text line 337-3776. But it is that time again. It is Thursday uh, around 2 o'clock. We do the album swap discussion. We'll skip it next week since we'll have the draft. But this week... Uh, for some reason, a little living color popped in my head last week, and I decided uh, to have Zay listen to Vivid. You want to start with living color? Yeah, I'll start with living color. Okay. Um, earlier, Jeff Howe may- mentioned the, oh, I didn't realize living color had something other than cult of personality. How dare you, Jeff Howe, and how dare all of you. Uh, it was May of 88 when this album came out. It has been certified double platinum by now. What'd you think of Living Color? It was I. I? Yeah, it was I. Just I? Yeah, called the personality. This song right here. I've always known of it. It's a classic song. Didn't even know Brother sung it. <laughs> really didn't. Sorry, okay. Living Color. I had no idea the history of the band. I think that was more fascinating than actually jamming the album. Because if we're just talking about the album... Not for me. Okay. For all the listens that we had, Def Leppard, ACDC, not even close. And so, I know a lot of people probably agree with that. Those are more your thing than Living yeah, Color. Yeah, okay. but this was it. I liked I Want to Know, Middleman. Again, the story's just amazing. The fact that Mick Jagger put them on mm-hmm. and was the one to say, you know, you guys deserve a shot. And being in the late 80s, being a black rock group, they just didn't get that respect. Which is sad, but I could see it. So having somebody like Mick Jagger put them on and give them kind of just the guidance that they need to be a group that other people respected, I love that story. Yeah. Also, Mick's the one playing harmonica on Broken Hearts. What? Yeah. Andy's in the Glamour Boys group that's screaming Glamour Boys during the chorus. I always like that, too. Okay. They are... and. I, you know, my first time I ever saw them live, I told you they opened for the Stones on the Steel Wheels tour at the Cotton Bowl. First time I ever saw Living Color live. What year was that? So it would have been the, this album comes out in '88. Stones put out Steel Wheels in '89. So we go see that tour in '89. Living Color opened with Middleman. I'm getting chills thinking about it. God, it was great. I love that riff. The album was awesome. And got to see them a couple years later on a on a regular tour, but man, they were fine. Man, they filled that stage really well. Stones crowd accepted them, and yeah, I always love this band. Another reason why I've always thought they weren't didn't get as much love. We also have to remember how serious they were. They're kind of like, in a way, they were like a rock public enemy to me. Right. They weren't just singing about anything. It wasn't just about let's all be happy or whatever. Open letter to a landlord and stuff like that. It was very serious yeah, content. Open letter to a landlord. So interesting. Like gentrification yeah. talk and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And that, so that's the thing. Just like in, in the world of hip hop and rap, you may run into somebody that says, man, I'm not going to sit around and listen to Public Enemy all day because it's all topical stuff. And they're trying to really get serious. Living Color probably had a little bit of that for some people. Yeah, they got big on the Arsenio Hall show, which 
Oh, I, I saw that performance. How big the yep. Arsenio Hall show was. I remember just that. For black artists, you know, putting them on. And yeah, it's a great story. I, I dig it. I, I really do. And they're still performing. I know they've <sighs> lost a couple guys, but they're still going. Yeah, they are. There's two albums that I've not listened to on the back end of things uh, from Living Color. But uh, yeah, some 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 definitely cool stuff. Yeah, they're just one of those, man. Cult of Personality was such a big track. A lot of people do not go much past that, which I guess I could understand. But first three albums, I love. Time's Up's a great record. Stain is an awesome album to me. So uh, I'll admit, I'm a mark for Living Color. Uh, real tight band. Vernon Reed, to me, is he's in the line with Jimi Hendrix. See? In- because he is an alien guitar player that is so talented. And it's kind of like how they get hosed as a group. People don't give him the credit of one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Uh, Vernon's a monster. And I don't know, is it because of his color? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That I, sucks, though. There's also a lot of complexity, again, to the music, the seriousness of the music. But if you dig Vernon Reed's guitar playing, those first three albums have some crazy cool stuff on so it. So let me ask you this before we get to Wayne. Yep. I was doing my research, and I saw that... They had a little beef with Axl Rose, Guns N' Roses? I do not recall the beef with Axl, but a ton of people had a beef with Axl. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, because I guess One in a Million, the song, uses some racist slash homophobic words in it. Yeah. And those guys in Lemon Color didn't dig that. They were also on the road with Guns N' Roses and Rolling Stones. I didn't realize they had a problem with One in a Million. They wouldn't have been the only one. That song got a lot of of blowback back in the day, but no, I didn't realize that. Um, I do want to check out their fifth and sixth records because I think it's their last album they put out. They've got a Biggie cover on there. What? Is the song called Who Shot Ya? Yeah. They cover that. Who shot you? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I also didn't know that Memories Can't Wait on Vivid is a Talking Heads cover. So Living Color is way out there in a way. I get why they weren't a monster band for a lot of people, but they are one of my absolute favorites. Right, so you're great on Vivid. I'm almost bracing for this one. What'd you grade it out? Seven. Ooh, seven flat. Yeah, seven flat. Barely passing. Barely passing. Oh, that's a yeah, shame. It was that's good, a shame. but uh, you know, not my thing. Okay, so let's move on to Lil Wayne, the Carter. First off, I just want to give credit to that hook, the ladies and gentlemen, pimps and players. That whole thing is amazing in the song. Half-ass rappers and true rhymes. This is the Carter. Hold on to your teenage daughter. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'd have never heard of Manny Fresh, but apparently this is the back end of Manny Fresh producing a lot of stuff for, I'm assuming it was a New Orleans company. Are they all in New Orleans? Yeah, they're all from New Orleans, cash money. They got big in the mid-90s, late-90s, and a lot of those guys started to leave like Juvenile, who we've played a lot, BG and Turk, yeah. and Wayne, those four, they were in a group called Hot Boys, while Manny Fresh, who made the beats for everybody, he was in a group called Big Timers with Birdman Baby, Brian Christopher Williams. So, yeah, that's New Orleans royalty. You know, Master P's also from New Orleans. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. And Master P's people in No Limit, they didn't get along with Wayne's people and Cash Money, oh, which is nuts because New Orleans is so small, but they're from different projects and different ghettos. So uh, history shows if you have beef in like 
the 70s and the 80s and projects have beefs mm-hmm. and you're born into that, you just got to roll with it. You just have it. There's no being cool with that project. <laughs> so that's why when you ask Master P and right. Birdman, Baby, and Wayne, all they're like, why didn't y'all do anything together? They say the same thing, just... Our hoods didn't mess with each other. That's just what it was. Uh, I do love the fact, I, I noticed little details like this. I like that the first track's called Walk In, the last track's called Walk Out. That's well done. Well, yeah. done, well done, Lil Wayne. Um, go DJ, followed by This Is The Carter. That's catchy stuff right there. Really well, just catchy, like, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Like, this style of rap to me, it's very much like wrestling promo rap in a way, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I'm a badass, we're badasses, I'm going to tell you all about how cool we are, kind of a thing. But Go DJ, followed by This Is The Carter, is great. And there's catchy stuff all through this uh, through this record, Zay. The I Miss My Dogs is a good song. We Don't is a good song. Cash Money Millionaires is catchy as hell. Yeah. Um, I liked its consistency throughout. There's a couple of little skit tracks, but they don't really get in the way too much. Only way is good. The song Hose is just pure poetry. <laughs> pure poetry. Snitch is a cool song. Earthquake is good. Do I say this artist's name? Is it Jazzy Faye? Jazzy Faye, yeah. P-H-A? Uh-huh. That was good. That little, uh, the the sampling of, who is that? Of Al Green. Yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. That was, you. that was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a jam. Yeah, that was really good. The song about take, I'll take your dime, right? I'll steal by yeah. stealing your woman. Yeah, that was really, really good. So for you, going back and listening to it, like, is this an album you remember loving back in the day? Absolutely. Okay. Still and love it. Still still holds up for you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Eighth grade for me, because this was a time where Wayne was taking over hip-hop. Okay. He was completely taken over, and it wasn't just from the albums. It was from the mixtapes. I've mentioned it on their ways before. Wayne was taking other people's songs, just hit records from Justin Timberlake, Snoop Dogg, 50, etc. Uh-huh. And he would rap over those beats and it would be amazing. And he would put that out for free because he didn't want to get hit for a copyright or anything. And so, he would just come out with something completely new to rap on top of it. Yeah. And wow. he would do that the whole year and it would promote his album while doing it. It's genius. And That's he kind of changed the game in that way. And yeah, a lot of people didn't agree with it because they said, you're putting out music for free? This makes no sense. He was like, no, it's going to come back. So wait a minute. He would put it out. Like This is in the digital era? Like yeah. He's putting it out where you could go listen to it. Yeah, you could go in certain... This is when you could buy CDs in stores. There were certain like mixtape stores. Okay. And you could go cop them there. But yeah, Dedication 1 and Dedication 2, Drought 3, all those. I should have actually listened to those, but that's a different time. And just the era, man. Wayne... He was only 21, 22. The chemistry that he had with Manny Fresh on this one. And yeah, Manny Fresh was his last album with Cash yeah. Money. And I, I love this album. I think Carter 2 is a little bit better, but we had to listen to the first Carter. It is really, really, yeah, it was really, really tight. So what kind of grade would you give to Carter? Because you're a very tough grader. I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see how my grading is comparing to yours. Eight five. That's exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> I'm starting to learn. Eight five. I'm starting to learn. I'm going. Yeah, that's exactly what I just what I wrote down. Eight five on Little Wayne. All right, very good. And since I'm a mark for living color, I made vivid eight seven. I did a little, just a little bit. Of, I had to go eight seven on living color. I and by the way, I personally I can make an argument that both of these records are A records for me. Low A, kind of ninety to ninety two ish kind of. Because I think the more I would listen. 
to the Carter, the more I'm going to like it, the more I'm going to want to come back to it. And I've always come back to Vivid. I smiled all day yesterday listening to Vivid. because I love really? Because I love the record. It reminds me of when I first heard Living Color. Again, they were kind of my... They were kind of my public enemy. They're the reason I ended up listening to NWA. Wow. Because I like music that sometimes makes me not think. Sometimes it makes me think about me. But I also like music that makes me think about other people. And they were letting me know what was going on. in New. It was this band from New York. And again, I knew the Mick Jagger connection, but I'm like, open letter to a landlord. It's a really interesting track. And I end up going to college, and my favorite course was rhetoric of civil rights, and I learned about some of the stuff they didn't teach me in high school. And then I ended up listening to NWA after that, going, oh, yeah, okay, this is the picture of what's going on there. So Living Color was a band that was speaking to me in my suburban situation and telling me, hey, everybody doesn't live like you. Everybody doesn't get what you get. And I want to know which way do I go. That's real talk right there. To get to your America. The first time I heard that track, completely opened my mind. Love that band. So, See, I don't know if I had an issue because it's only 10 songs, and that's short. If you're going to make 10 songs, they got to all be great. And okay. Wayne's was a little long. If you're going to make 20 songs. His was on the long end. You're right. Yeah, yeah but yeah. he had Walk In, Walk Out. They are the same beat. Then I think he had a yeah. middle version of the Walk In and Walk Out. So I count all that as one. Yeah. But it's... it's I think if Living Color would have had a couple more songs, it might have put that grade up a little for me. Yeah, and they had a couple. I think they they did a reissue on the album later on. I've always been real comfortable. I'm a, I'm a good a ten to twelve is where I want an album to be normally, and fifteen is my limit. Yeah, if you're going past fifteen, I need a double album. I don't need you going past fifteen. My kids like bragging on these. Taylor Swift albums and other stuff he's listening to. I say, how many tracks? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. What are you talking about? 27. I had to take a break in the middle of the Lil Wayne album, but I still really enjoyed it. That's what maybe impressed me more than anything, that it is 21 tracks, and I didn't feel like there was a lot of drag to this album. I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of a, of a drag to it. Like, the next to last track, Ain't That a B? Oh, I um, love that song. still a good song. Yeah. Right? That's a song that on another album, that's like track five on somebody else's album. Yeah. You know, and he just sticks it all the way at 20. That's pretty impressive. I think Wayne's a top 10 rapper of all time. He's really good. He's like, um, I was trying to think of, I've tried to sort of classif- uh, classify him and categorize him. A lot of what he's doing, that somebody else might make it a little corny, but he has, because he has so many crazy references yeah. in those in the songs, but he, he does it legitimately. It comes off as authentic yes. to me. I John Lynch, yeah. Don't tempt me. Oh, you know, I heard the John Lynch reference. I also heard the Starburst and the Skittles in one line. You know, just little things like that that I thought were good. And uh, there was a Donald Trump reference in there (laughs) as well. I mean, there's all kinds of different stuff. So, Wizzle Fizzle, I keep it New Orleans, sleep with the women that sleep with the Hornets. (laughs) Like, you, what? Like, when I remember being a kid, be like, yo, this dude is sleeping with women that sleep with NBA players. You know, like, yeah. this dude, he's, like, he's out here. He's doing it. Like, Wayne, to me, has always felt a little spacey, but an under-control spacey. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Andre earlier. Andre kind of has that feel to him. Like, he's nuts, but he's got it under control. You know what I mean? Like, Little Wayne, to me, it feels like after listening to this album, like, okay, this is what Flava Flav could be if he weren't crazy. That's a great point. If he weren't crazier. 
Because little, because Flavor Flav could not do that on an album. No, no way. Not that wordplay. We love Flavor Flav. We love the things he provides. He can't give you all that. Little Wayne, it's crazy. But then he delivers it, and you're like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. And I can see how so many people would have gotten hooked onto some of these songs. Man, go DJ, and this is the card. Those two. That's track two and three. Talk about a hello to an album. Walk in, go DJ, this is the Carter. At the end of that third track, if you don't want more, well, then you probably shouldn't listen to Lil Wayne anymore. You, you, you need to be done because yeah. that explains him about as well. So cr- credit to him and credit to Manny Fresh. I did not know who Manny Fresh was, but That's I'm, a shame. I'm impressed. Yeah, Jeff Howe. Now I got to go. right now. He's definitely squitting at you. Now Jeff Howe really doesn't let me go to the barbecue. He loves Manny Fresh. I need to go check out. Apparently Manny Fresh was doing stuff all the way back into the 90s up through 04. This is like his last album. Yeah, with Cash Money. With the with Cash Money Records. Okay. Yeah, Manny Fresh, him and Baby, the big timers. We played some of them a little bit. Hood Rich, their album. They got classics. Yeah, now, and New Orleans rap is so underrated. Baby was on a couple of these tracks. Right. Right? Is now, this that's a, the weird Is he thing. famous? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. He's the one. He's like the co-founder of Cash Money Records. Okay. So him and Wayne were really tight, which Wayne called himself Birdman Jr. and kind of called him his dad. It was, it's kind of weird, but. Yeah, who's, Bur- who's Birdman? Same person, Baby. Baby and Birdman, Baby Birdman are the same, same person. person. Mm-hmm. Man, a lot of names to remember. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I mean, I was just trying to focus in on, okay, Mick Jagger is the lead singer, and then Keith Richards plays guitar. But Keith didn't have five names. Right. So it's just uh, there's a lot of other stuff to keep up with. Yeah. The yeah. hip-hop world has all kinds of layers. It's different. I'm trying to keep up with it. It's different. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to learn. Trying to learn. So there's our album swap discussion for this week. I was into Lil Wayne a little more than Zay was into Living Color, but it was fun to listen to both of those albums. Next week we'll have the draft going on on Thursday, so we'll focus in on that, so we'll skip the album stuff for a week. Up next, though, we won't skip the NBA for tonight because those late games are great. We'll tell you about those games, plus a couple other reasons why 420 uh, matters to us. Where do you hear who's got 420 birthdays? Oh, there's a rapper with a 420 birthday. I want want Zay to tell me if I need to listen to this guy. That's coming up on the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, rolling through a Thursday. It is 420. So Zay's going with the 420 vibe throughout the day. Do I have a chance here, Zay? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't recognize that voice. Who you got? Wiz Khalifa. Ah, okay. Huge pothead. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yeah. His best album's called Cushion Orange Juice. <laughs> Legendary album. That's fantastic. Wiz Khalifa, Outkast, Loonies, Willie Nelson, and Rick James have all been on the show. Songs that either make you think about pot or they're just flat out about pot or both. And we're asking you today for your first or your best pot stories. We've had people uh, smoking with some famous folks. Doesn't have to be that. We had somebody that was just happy to smoke with his mom at a stone show. We had that earlier. Yo, smoking with moms? That's Dude, cool. I definitely don't have that story. I, neither do I. I will never have that story. Neither will I. I'm the guy who doesn't even have, I can't even have a story of drinking with my mother because she's so afraid of that. 
Like she believes there's a demon in that bottle. She certainly believes there's a demon in the pot. That devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. Absolutely. Hope you're having a good 420. <laughs> Bucky Gobble test me said, you need to get high on Jesus like the buck. <laughs> now that's something I've never thought of. Do people that are into the pot and into Jesus ever combine the two? Anybody out there token up and heading to church? I'm sure it works. Because if the idea is to get you to the next level, I'm wondering. Somebody probably does and could tell me exactly the type of pot to smoke right as you're about to head to church. The yeah. God, what's the God pot? Let me know. What's yeah, the, you probably need some sativa. What's the praying pot? be falling asleep. What's the praying pot? Yeah. Right? And, and it, it lasts just long enough for you to get through the prayer and get the message, and then you want to get out there and eat. Because you're gonna have food. Because you'll have that, right? You'll have the, you'll get the the, the munchies afterwards. Yo, lubies though. Come Ooh, on now, that'd be good. That'd be serious. That's another level. That's what. That's another thing I'll need to have if I ever do get to my first pot experience. If I could have a cafeteria style meal afterwards, <laughs> like a lubies, lubies, grandies, Underwoods barbecue, ponchos. Can I have something afterwards? Yo, I miss grandies so much. Ooh, the breakfast buffet. It. Those eggs, greatest fast food eggs of all time. I would, these eggs. I'd be willing to go to that discussion. We used to hit the Grandy's breakfast buffet after we went to get concert tickets. Yo, y'all were doing it. Because we went to stand, you had to go stand in line at the mall. I missed the Grandy's off of Capitol Plaza where the mattress, something's there, right by the McDonald's. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They used to be popping there. And then in South Austin, where High Park Grill is. Over oh, Grandy's. It was a Grandy's right over there. There was a Grandy's right there, Chad. Dude. It was going down on Saturday morning. If there was a Grandy's over there, when, I don't, I, they must have been gone by the time I, I lived kind of in that area yeah, at one they point. Were gone. That's early 90s. Oh, doggone it. Yeah. If there'd have been a Grandy's there, it's good stuff. All right, now I'm hungry. There it is. It's 420. It's appropriate. All right, so let's get into why today matters. We'll hit a couple 420 birthdays and talk about these NBA games tonight. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, we'll get to those birthdays, including a rapper I want to get Zay's opinion of. We've never talked about him, but he does have a birthday today. But first, Zay, 420 celebration tonight in the NBA will be uh, a nice late-nighter. I don't know if you do. I don't know if it's pot, coffee, or both, but... Yeah, we're going to need to stay up. Philly and Brooklyn will be at 6.30. Can we agree Philly just keeps rolling here? Yeah. Okay. James, you got to play better, though. Yeah, I mean, it, that that's probably true. For the next round, they, they need him to dial it up. But now you're going to get Sacramento and Golden State without – so no Draymond. My questions are, does Sabonis play tonight? And if so, that crowd's going to give him a ton. Yeah. Um, I expect him to play tonight, but – Sternum contusion, that don't sound good. And Draymond's not playing tonight, so if he were to miss a game, it would be this one. So last night we fell kind of – I think a lot of people fell in the trap of Freak's not going to play, Jaw's not going to play. Well, those two teams aren't going to win. They both won. They both won. Tremendous effort from from Memphis. And then Milwaukee just had the game. Uh, yesterday I said it had to be Middleton and Holiday. It was Lopez and Holiday that went crazy. And Middleton had a pretty good game too. Yeah, they had like 30-something threes it felt like. Oh. Joe Ingles, Pat Congleton, Grayson Allen, they were lighting it up. They shot 51% from three. 
And they took 49 of them. They were lighting it up. Dude, that was like the Rockets a few years ago. Remember those teams that were taking 40, 50 threes a night no matter what? I do. Good grief. So anyway, tonight now, are we falling for a trap if we just say, oh, Sacramento's going to win the game automatically? No, you can't say that at all because you still got one of the greatest guards of all time on the Warriors and Steph Curry who could go for 50 any given night. Klay Thompson, he has to be good tonight. Jordan Poole has to be a lot better than he has been these first two games. He's mm-hmm. making way too much money, and he's too big of a factor for their team to be playing this bad. And, you know, Andrew Wiggins coming back in the lineup, even though he had a good game in game two, it hurts your rotation because you get used to playing without him. You missed 25 games during the end of the season where you weren't playing good anyway, especially on the road. Mm-hmm. This is why you're a sixth seed to begin with. So now you're throwing him in the lineup. He's getting over 30-plus minutes. Everybody has to adjust again. And having to adjust in the playoffs is hard, really hard, especially to your rotation, to your minutes, to your role, because everybody, certain players are you know, chemistry guys and guys that need to get going in the game due to them starting or coming off the bench. And if something changes just a smidge, it can mess up their whole game. And it could take them a while to get used to their new role. Mm. And I think the Golden State Warriors, with Jordan Poole and Gary Payton the second, with Andrew Wiggins coming back, I think they're dealing with that a little bit. So um, it's going to be interesting if Sabonis plays tonight Looney, he's going to have to be huge because there's no Draymond. Who are they going to throw on? Right. Are they going to play Jermichael Green a little bit more? They're going to have to. How are they going to put Andrew Wiggins on him a little bit more? How are they going to double-team Sabonis if he gets the ball since you don't have Draymond there? All those are factors in tonight's game. It should be a good one, though. Yeah, Golden State is forced to get traditionally big without yeah. him because that lineup of death they love so much, it's, it's based on his versatility. The guys that have to play tonight aren't that versatile. Right. So Steve Kerr has to be more obvious kind of with what he's doing with the bigs. I'm interested to see how how does he adjust, and then can Sacramento just keep this energy going that they've got because they've answered everything the Warriors have given them so far with just talent, shots, and confidence. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox is just like the Houston kids I used to grow up playing against. Tough as hell, smile on your face while giving you buckets, yeah. and he's finding his own. Like he's finally finding his own. People thought he had a chance to be a superstar in that draft that he came out in. Everybody was talking about Lonzo Ball because he went number two, and he was the main point guard in that draft, even though De'Aaron Fox dominated him in that Sweet 16 game, Kentucky versus UCLA, and De'Aaron Fox is showing you finally because – Sacramento Kings, the first time I've been in the playoffs 16 years. Nobody has seen De'Aaron Fox unless you're a league pass guy like me and Patrick <laughs> right. Davis. Yep. And now you're finally getting to see what he's really about, and he's showing the world that he's for real. No doubt. That's a 9 o'clock tip, and then switch back and forth starting at 9.30 because it's Phoenix and the Clippers. What are you looking for from that series tonight, other than a whole lot more Durant and Leonard? We, I want as much of that as we can get. Do you lean one way or the other tonight, knowing that we are now in L.A.? Yeah, I'm still leaning Suns. I think, you know, the Suns still have too much firepower at the end of the day. And I think not having Paul George, it's going to catch up with the Clippers. It did in game two. Right. You know, Russell Westbrook, that really bad game that he had in game one, he was great defensively. And then he had a really good game offensively in game two. That's exactly what the Phoenix Suns want. 
They do not want Kawhi Leonard going to work. And then after that, they don't want the other guys, Batum, you know, Powell, Eric Gordon. They don't want those guys going off and hitting threes and stuff. You want Russell Westbrook to take matters in his own hands and to go for his. So if you're if you were counseling Russell and Ty Lue and that team, you would tell them to lean towards game one for Russell. Yeah. Because that's more successful. Yes. Okay. And you can't tell them that. He's right. going to look at you like you're insane. Exactly. He's going to be like, I only know how to play one way. And he's going to say, I got 28 and I was hitting him. Oh, and he's been oh, he's been so petty lately because all he likes to talk about with the Clippers is, oh, they give me so much freedom here. When I make a mistake, I don't have to look at the bench and worry about being taken out the game. I don't have to worry about be, getting criticized by the media for this and that. Ty Lue and this organization just give me so much freedom. They allow me to be myself. Uh-huh. Okay, well, the Suns are going to allow you to be yourself too, and that's why you're going to lose in the first round because Russell Westbrook's being himself, which he's a Hall of Famer, one of the greats, the triple-doubles, three straight years, absolutely amazing, but I love the ball in his hands because when Russell Westbrook has the ball, he's thinking about getting the bucket. He's not thinking about playing good basketball. He's thinking about I need to attack and go for mine, and he thinks that's for the greater good of the Clippers. It's not. It's getting the ball in Kawhi Leonard's hands, having him create for guys. you got to double-team Kawhi Leonard, and hopefully those guys don't shoot. If those guys aren't making shots, those role players that I just named, then Suns, they're in a good place. All right, a couple of birthdays to mention on this 420. You ever wondered who was born on 420? Steve Spurrier, born on 420. Spurrier. Sounds kind of weird, right? right. 78 today. Luther Vandross was born on 420. Luther. Would have been 72 today. One shining moment legend. That's right. The smoking hot Carmen Electra is 51 today. She was born on 420. I told you earlier, Stephen Marley, one of the uh, sons of Bob Marley, was indeed born on 420. But not Bob. Don't ever let him tell you that's why it's 420. Bob was born in February. Uh, But here's a guy I want to ask you about, Zay. What about Killer Mike? He's 48 today, and uh, I have heard things about him, but I have not heard a lot of his stuff. Is Killer Mike highly respected in the hip-hop world? Yeah, really respected. Run the Jewels, legendary group. Uh, him and I don't know the other guy's name in Run the Jewels. Sorry, Run the Jewels fans. But yeah, Killer Mike, really righteous guy, very intelligent with his hip hop. He's not going to make those club banger or radio hits, but okay. if you want to listen to just some very solid hip hop that's going to make you think, Killer Mike's the way to go. And is it tr- is it labeled Killer Mike or is it labeled with the other thing you just said? What? Like, if I'm going to go listen to Run him, the Jewels? Yeah. Is it called Killer Mike or is it called Run the Jewels? You can listen to either or. He has his. Like the group individual stuff, and then he has his run the jewel stuff. Uh, run the okay. jewels is a lot more club fun, you know. Okay, that's fun the, listening to music. That's a group he was in, still in, and still in. Run yeah. the jewels. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know the other guy's name. I don't listen to much Killer Mike or Run the Jewels, but he is very respected. Like I don't know what it means, but I have not listened to a Killer Mike track, but I have seen him interviewed on Bill Maher's show. That's my concept of Killer Mike right now. Really? I've seen him on interview shows. Talking about like politics or you know issues of the day. Oh yeah, but I because and he seems like a really intelligent guy. Very intelligent dude, and I lo- I like to listen to him talk about stuff. I just haven't heard him uh, heard him rap yet. So there you go. Happy birthday, forty eight today for Killer Mike. Some four twenty birthdays for you coming up next. We'll get you stems and seeds before we get out of here, including an update in the NFL. Wait, hold on. Who's going to be coaching in the Cowboys division? That's next on the Horn. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. 
Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Chad and Zay. Every night. All the time. <laughs> I need the crib with the fountain to splash. SP, the only flow that you know. This is not a soberly created song. There's no way. No way. Should I know this? No. Yeah, I did not recognize it, but it's fantastic. What's it called, first of all? Uh, good times. Good times. All right, who is it? Styles P from the Locks. Oh, that is so good. The high pitched voices at the beginning. Yeah, there's just no way. No way everybody was sober on this one. Styles P, Wiz Khalifa, Outcast, Loonies, Willie, Rick James. Just might be some ideas for you if you're getting a 420 playlist together. Hope everybody has a great and safe and happy 420. Uh, Things changed a little bit on one of these NBA games tonight. Plus a crazy story I saw out of the NFL. Let's get you a couple more stems and seeds. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Definitely fitting for 420. Thank (laughs) Thank you, Snoop. Uh, Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. Let's hit the NBA one first, Zay, because you saw this during a break. No Kawhi Leonard tonight? No Kawhi. He apparently has a sprain in his knee, not the same knee that he tore his ACL on a couple of years ago. And, yeah, says he's out for Game 3, his day-to-day for Game 4 on Saturday. So everything I just said... Last segment. That's done. Erase Take that. that away. Yeah, just play hard, sons, and but, you should be good. But here is the thing to watch tonight if you're going to tune into that game. Just how selfish is Russell Westbrook going to be now? He's going to try to beat Kevin Durant all by himself now. Yeah, he's going to be pulling that thing. He might take 60, uh, 60 attempts tonight, so watch out for that. Again, that's 9.30 NBA TV. 9 o'clock is Sacramento Golden State, and you know you don't have Draymond Green in that game. So interesting night in the NBA. The Philly-Brooklyn game is 6.30. How about this story, Zay, out of the NFL? Apparently the Eagles are getting a little closer to hiring Matt Patricia to be a defensive assistant. New senior defensive assistant, Matt Patricia. After all this time of being either with the Patriots or obviously briefly as a head coach, he was back with the Patriots. He's going to go be a defensive guy with the Eagles? Yeah, I don't know if he's a head coach, but he knows his defense pretty well, and that's an already good staff. Why not? I don't think it's a bad move for Sirianni and that crew. And if I'm a Patriots fan, I am equal parts mad that he's not going to be there because I think he's a pretty good defensive mind, but also happy because of the stupidity they had around him last year. Trying to hide him, put him on the offensive side so that the Lions still were paying him money, all that mess we talked about. Hopefully they get to now move on past that stuff. So, Cowboys fans, you may have to deal with Matt Patricia. 
in your division as an uh, an analyst and coach on the defensive side for the Eagles. Wild stuff. All right, everybody have a safe 420 tonight. We got uh, Rod and Harge coming up with Ball Don't Lie. 7 o'clock, it's Longhorn Blitz podcast, talking Texas football, recapping the spring game and all of that. Three NFL, uh, NFL, three NBA games tonight. We'll be talking a lot about those tomorrow. So have a safe one, and we will talk to you tomorrow for a Friday show. Be a little bit closer to that NFL draft. Take care and be careful out there, but have yourself a happy 420 for people like me that have no idea what's going on. See ya!